Hello, everybody. Come on in. Come on in. It's time. Time for coffee with Scott Adams. The best part of the day every single time. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about all the stuff. All the real news, all the fake news. <laughs> and uh, But first, if you'd like to enjoy it, at a 10 out of 10, why would you settle for less? Really? No reason. All you need is a cup or a mug or a glass of tanker gel. It's time to canteen, jug, a flask, a vessel of any kind, fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. Join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine here of the day thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip. Yeah, made you, made you rush, didn't I? You're like, where's my cup? Where's my mug? Where's my vessel? Well, now you got it. Get ready for the best thing that's going to happen today all over the world, the simultaneous sip. It happens now. Go. You know, I don't even remember how this started. (laughs) But I'm glad we're doing it. All right. Uh, Let's talk about all the things. Number one, uh, big congratulations to Greg Gottfeld. His his new show, so in addition to being on The Five on Fox News, he has his now evening show, the 11 p.m. on the the East Coast. It's 8 p.m. on the West Coast. And apparently he's just destroying the competition. <laughs> he just wiped out all competition at that, uh, that time. So congratulations to Greg Gutfeld for just obliterating the competition. Quite impressive. I think everybody knew that was going to happen. As soon as, I heard the, as soon as I heard he was going to have a show in that time spot, I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> and sure enough, it is. It, the show is really good, by the way. Um, you should watch it. Joy Reid uh, was reporting that when she went for a run yesterday, I guess she wore two masks in addition to being fully vaccinated and running outdoors. So pretty safe. Pretty safe. Two masks and fully vaccinated. Um, have you noticed there's a weird evolution happening with Joy Reid? And it's happening in her hairstyle, and I'm trying to figure out if this is the simulation tapping me on the shoulder. Have you seen she's gone to this hairstyle where there's, there's like a big puff over here of hair, and then there's another big puff over here, but sort of parted in the middle. And she's becoming a little bit more like the pointy-haired boss in Dilbert every day. And I swear to God, it's all I can see when I look at her. You know, because she used to have a completely different hairstyle. It wasn't, wasn't close to that. But it just keeps moving a little bit closer to the pointy-haired boss. And I ask myself, is this a case of code reuse? Because the pointy-haired boss would wear two masks and go jogging after being fully vaccinated. So parody and uh, reality have now merged, as I said. There are only three days left to bid on the Dilbert NFT. It's the only Dilbert comic strip that uses the F word. Uh, it was never published, of course. But if you would like to, uh, to own the only Dilbert comic ever that has the F word in it, there's also the clean version if you wanted that one. Uh, just uh, You could Google Dilbert NFT or just go to my Twitter feed and you'll, you'll see the link to it in the profile. But it's up to $12,000 now. Somebody's bid $12,000 for that. I think most of the bidding will happen the last day, so you don't want to get to the last day and then find out it's over. 
apparently Biden has agreed to help India with vaccines and sending them equipment to help make their own vaccines and stuff. And I have to say, this is a good move. You know, as much as I'm uh, all about America first, uh, meaning that I think every country needs to take care of itself first, it has nothing to do with America per se, but it's just a better model if countries take care of themselves first. However, if you have something big, such as a disaster, a world war, that sort of thing, you know, it makes more sense to help, help each other out. Well, I would note that the way you make allies in this world is doing this stuff. You don't really make allies by talking, right? You make allies by the Marshall Plan, by defending another country in a war. That's how you make an ally. Nothing is really going to happen between the United States and France, right? We, we could fight all day long, but it's still going to be a sibling rivalry because we have a, a history that is just such a, a solid story of France and the United States being you know, allied at the right times. That's what makes allies. You know, same, with, same with other countries. But this was what, an opportunity in which India is in really dire straits the United States could help um, at, at some expense to people in the United States, meaning that if we help them with vaccines, there might be a little less for us. Although I think we're getting closer to what they call the wall, where there will be more vaccines than there are people willing to take it fairly quickly. So maybe we're not putting out ourselves out too much. But I am very much in favor of making India the strongest ally we can make them because China is the big threat in the future, and the United States plus India is kind of necessary. It's just necessary. And if this is one of the things that makes us closer, that makes us more reliable allies in the future, good move. So I'm going to say good move for the Joe Biden administration. I'm not going to criticize them for everything just by reflex. Uh, Let's talk about all the fake stories and probable fake stories. Are you ready? So here are all the things that are in the news or in social media that I think are fake or have been shown to be fake. There's a story on social media that uh, controversial right-wing figure Nick Fuentes is on a no-fly list. And the story, if you can call it a story, is that there doesn't seem to be a specific trigger for that, meaning it looks like on the surface, it looks like he got put on a no-fly zone for saying um, controversial things. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, the first of all, that it's true that he's on a no-fly zone? He did have some video of him being rejected for a flight, actually an audio. Um, so we know he got... I, I think we are confident he got rejected for a flight on Southwest. But do you think there's no other reason and that the story is, that's the whole story, there's no other reason than the things he said uh, in, in public? I don't believe it. <laughs> now, I'm not saying there's a good reason for him to be on a no-fly list. In fact, I'd be really surprised if there's a good reason for that. No matter what he said, and, and let me be clear, I'm not defending anything he's done or said. He's, he's beyond my you know, my safety zone of somebody I can say good things about. It's just not safe, and I don't have a reason to support him. So he can do what he's doing. Uh, 
you know, I don't criticize people for freedom of speech, even if it's offensive. But it's not for me to defend them. I'm just saying I don't believe the story. I don't believe the story that there's no reason or that it happened. One of those is not true, but certainly not the way it's being presented. Um, And I'm not saying that Nick Fuentes is saying anything that's untrue. I think he might actually not know what's going on. It looks like he actually doesn't know why it's happening. So I think he's not lying. I just think there's more to the story. Um, You know the story about John Kerry allegedly telling Iran's foreign minister about 200 Israeli strikes on Syrian targets of Iranian assets. And John Kerry has said uh, unequivocally that never happened. (laughs) But it also doesn't matter if it happened because it's also been reported that it was in the news before Sharif heard about it. So it it was just a news story. So if John Kerry did say this, and he says unequivocally he did not, that it just never happened, even if it did happen, it still isn't a story because it was already in the news before it would have happened, if it happened, and probably didn't. Uh, Did you hear the story about every new illegal immigrant would be given a copy of Kamala Harris's book? Well, apparently that's just fake news. (laughs) Somebody took a picture of one book that may or may not have been in the possession of one immigrant one time. That's it. That's it. There's, there's no truth to it whatsoever. This was like a whole news cycle yesterday. Now, do you see the pattern yet? Do you remember I told you that this pattern you could expect, that there's going to be fake news everywhere, but the party that's out of power will have the most fake news. That happens to be Fox News at the moment because their president is not in office. So you're going to see a lot of fake news coming out of Fox News. There won't be less of it from CNN, probably, but you will see a difference in the, in, in the balance, I think. Uh, so the Kamala Harris book thing was never true, a whole news cycle on that. Uh, then there was a story about uh, a private school that's barring vaccinated teachers. So this is in the news today. There's a private school that's saying they won't hire you if you got a vaccination. Is that true? Really? (laughs) Do you think that's true? Again, you don't have to look into the details. Really? Do you think that's true? Do you think there's a real private school that really said you can't work here if you're vaccinated? Well, maybe... But I think you should assume it's not true. It has every hallmark of a not true story. If that's true, I'm going to be pretty surprised. Now, I don't doubt maybe somebody once speculated about it or maybe somebody said it who's associated with the school or maybe they even noodled about it. But do you think that will be the actual policy going forward? No. No. Um... So I would, I would count on that one to turn into fake news if it's not already. Um, and then, of course, there are lots of uh, videos of police shooting innocent people when, in fact, it doesn't look so innocent to us. So most of the news, if you went by volume, not in terms of importance of stories, but just in numbers, most of them are not true. Most of the news, left and right, just not true. 
And the, and the stuff that they try to make true is... Uh, <laughs> the, the things they try to make true, they don't really understand well enough to get the story right. You know, the science stuff, especially. Um, there's another story here that Kamala Harris... Uh, is, uh, was discussing giving Mexicans a pathway to U.S. citizenship in exchange for planting trees in Mexico. So that's, that's today's outrageous story. Does that sound true? <laughs> Do you think this is true? That Kamala Harris is discussing giving Mexicans a pathway to U.S. citizenship in exchange for planting trees in Mexico. I doubt it. I mean... You know, there's a reason given. The reason given that these trees would, you know, create industries and stuff in Mexico, maybe help with global warming, who knows. So it would be sort of a good thing-ish. But do you believe this story? I'm going to say no on this one. Now, again, I'm going to be wrong on some of these. Uh, you know, you should be prepared that I'm going to call fake news on something that ends up true. But... I'm feeling pretty confident this one's not true. Just look at the news you got today. It's just one fake story after another. Um, and here's uh, Glenn Greenwald. He was on uh, one of the shows yesterday, I guess. And he was talking about a media trick for making real news disappear. And this is what he said about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. So Glenn Greenwald said, quote, everyone knows now that the Hunter Biden documents, including those raising questions about Joe's participation in his China deals, are authentic. But admitting that is a scandal given uh, what they and Facebook did. So, they're tra- so they've trained liberals to think any mention of it is trivial. So there are two ways that you can make a story go away. One is to just not mention it. Two is to come up with a a fake story narrative that sort of cancels it out. But this third way is diabolical, which is they do mention it, but they brush it aside as unimportant. That's a really good technique. Because if they didn't mention it, you'd wonder why, especially if you heard it from some other source. But if if they do mention it and try to explain it away, then you've got something to argue with, right? And then it becomes a debate. Well, can you really explain it away, or is it real? But if you simply mention it and then treat it like it's not important, what does your audience think? The audience doesn't know what's important. Have you ever heard the, uh, the story, a, uh, oh, what's the phrase, uh, not paper of record, but uh, new, the newsmaker sites? So within the news industry, it's a well-known phenomenon, that although you know there might be a hundred stories that could be the big story on any day, you know a hundred candidates for what you should care about, there are only a few news outlets who decide what of those hundred big things happening are the three that you're going to hear about, and they decide okay these three are the ones we'll talk about. Now if your local newspaper, which is you know gutted of all reporters and everything. If your, your local newspaper decided, oh, we'll, we'll pick this story and talk about it, nobody would care. It just nobody would care. But if the New York Times says, okay, there are 100 stories, we're going to pick this one, then the other outlets pick it up as well. Because the New York Times effectively turns it into news by saying well, there are a lot of things happening, but this one is news. 
And then the others say, oh, New York Times says it's news. We better get on this. That's how everything works. Somebody big has to say it's news, and then everybody cares about it. If the news industry decides to treat something that you would think would be big news as just another thing that's in the hundred things that happened, you will go away thinking it wasn't important. Because if it were important, it would be bigger news. We're so trained that nothing can be important unless the news says it's important that you won't be able to get your brain there. Your brain will not be able to process that laptop as important because the news just tells you it isn't by, by the way they treat it. So that's really good technique um, propaganda-wise and brainwashing-wise. And again, if you're not following Glenn Greenwald, you're missing the best show on earth right now. No exaggeration. Within the political, let's say, media realm, the best show on earth is everything Glenn Greenwald says this month. I don't know how long it'll last, but for the last month, he's by far the most um, interesting media personality, pulling back the cover on the CIA Democrat media link. By the way, you know about this, right? Let me, t- let me test you in the comments. I expect more people associated with the right to know this. But you do know that our CIA does work with Democrats, and the two of them work with the, the news to craft a narrative which is good for the CIA, good for the Democrats, and good for the news. Not necessarily for you, but that's not the point of it. How many, just watching the comments, how many of you knew that? Um, I'm going to read the comments just in case you're listening. So they're going by, says, uh, yep, yep, what's the source? Somebody says, yes, obviously, true, true, yes, yep, so depressing. Somebody says, no, no, Mockingbird, that's, that was the name of it in the past. Absolutely, yes, yes, obviously, yep, 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 what's the source? Somebody says. Um, I, would, I would point you to Glenn Greenwald's writing on this for your source information. What we, 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 do, we do have sources. So, so let me say that the sources are documented and confirmed. There's no question about it that I'm aware of. You know, g- g- take, in, take into account the context here. I just told you the stories that even are still reported as true are probably untrue. So my, my skepticism you know, needle is sort of always pinned to maximum which is not good enough, by the way. <laughs> Maximum skepticism still isn't good enough to, to protect you from all the fake news. But I, I generally started thinking anything that sounds crazy is crazy. So you should know that about me, right? That if it sounds crazy, it almost always is. It's just not real. What could sound crazier than the CIA, Democrats, and the news, CNN being an example? What could be crazier than them working together to form a narrative that bamboozles the country. It's pretty crazy, right? I wouldn't say it unless the sources were, were dead obvious. So I'm not the one who reports on this, but just, just look into uh, Glenn Greenwald. Look at what I tweeted from his, his, uh, his uh, tweets just from yesterday. So if you look at his Twitter feed, you'll, you'll see everything you need. Here's uh, an alarming trend. 
if I turn on Fox News or if I uh, watch some conservative Twitter feed, there's a really good chance I'm going to see a viral video of black people fighting savagely. Like way too much, right? Every time I look at right-leaning media, it just happens to be a viral video of all black people fighting each other. Or a black person uh, stomping an Asian man to death. But you go over to CNN, it's all about the white cops killing black people who did nothing and were just stopped for a traffic infraction or something, or a minor thing. You know, it's getting really grotesque because neither of these images are even close to truth. It is not true that black people are breaking into spontaneous riots and fights in airports and in diners around the world. We do have it on video, but i got to think it's not breaking out all over the world, but it feels like that if you watch enough videos. Likewise, I don't think white cops are slaying black people in their cars just because they look the, you know, a little sketch or something. I don't think either of these is an, an accurate picture, but video is so powerful that you've got these two narratives fighting each other and they're both they're both grotesque. They're both grotesque. Now I do I do think that you have to show the news and if these viral videos exist, of course we're going to see them. But when you see the, you know, the the focus of the the left versus the focus of the right, it's really grotesque. They're, they're both just grotesque images of America. Uh, Joe Rogan's getting some heat for being smart. That's, I could just end there. Uh, I could just end without saying anything else. Joe Rogan is getting in trouble with the media for just being a smart person. I guess I'll give you the details, but that's pretty much the story. All right, here's the details. CNN uh, gives this headline, or at least the Chiron, says that uh, Joe Rogan wades into anti-vax narrative. All right, so that's the Chiron, that Joe Rogan wades into anti-vax narrative. Now, does that seem fair? Do you think that the story will support that summary? Do you think when I tell you the details, you're going to say, oh my God, that's true. Joe Rogan just waded into anti-vax territory. Do you think that's true? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. It's nuanced. It's smart. What Joe Rogan said, I'll tell you in a moment. And the, the news just can't handle that. They can't fucking handle a little bit of smartness in an opinion. It just it doesn't fly. Here's what he did say, and I'll try to, I'll try to characterize it as best I can. I hope I don't get any of it wrong. But basically, the question was very narrow. So he, Joe Rogan did say he thinks the vaccinations are probably you know, a good idea. Right, start there. So does this make sense? That Joe Rogan has waded into anti-vax narrative, but the topic, the very story they're talking about, he starts by saying he thinks the vaccinations are probably a good idea, in general, just generally speaking. Is that how you would have characterized his opinion? You would have said he waded into anti-vax narrative? Because he did make one exception. He said if a 21-year-old asked him if, if this 21-year-old should get a vaccination, 
uh, that he might suggest no, if that person is young and healthy and exercises and eats right and you know, has a good health lifestyle. Now, let me ask you this. Is that anything but a reasoned cost-benefit analysis of the unknown risks of vaccination versus the tiny, tiny, tiny risk that the 21-year-old will actually um, be infected and die. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, the reason that a 21-year-old would get vaccinated is not necessarily to protect them, but to protect other people, right? Am I right? The point of the 21-year-old is not to protect them. The point is to protect them from maybe infecting other people while they, they recover fine, but the other person doesn't. So if you're giving advice to the 21-year-old, isn't it fair to say, let me tell you what's good for you specifically? Right? Because the question was not, Joe Rogan, can you tell us what would be the best way to get to herd immunity through vaccinations? The question was, what would you tell one person in one specific situation who was healthy and had no real risk? That was nothing but a cost-benefit analysis where this very specific case, it's hard to know that you're getting enough benefit individually. Is there a benefit to the the larger whole? Maybe a little. It doesn't look like a lot. So here's how I would have reported this if I were CNN. Joe Rogan um, talks about the cost-benefit of a special case. Or Joe Rogan talks about whether it's good for the 21-year-old versus good for society. Or Joe Rogan has a smart opinion about how you should parse your risk. Did any of those headlines say anything that was untrue? All of these, all of these summaries are true, including, you could argue, CNN's is true-ish. It's just super misleading. Because now they've taken Joe Rogan and thrown him into a whole category of anti-vax people, and I don't know where he stands on vaccinations for other things, but that's a pretty gross way to, to treat somebody who just said something unambiguously smart and just treat him like he's a fucking idiot. This is amazing. All right. Joe Biden's going to uh, unveil his uh, big plan. I guess he's doing his State of the is it State of the Union or just an address tomorrow. Whatever it is, I think it's the State of the Union, and um, it's going to be super expensive. And he's going to raise taxes on people like me, and uh, but he's got a lot of benefits in here. So let's say he's got he's, he wants to pay for four years of free public education for every child and a universal high-quality preschool, and two years of free community college. I don't really understand this, because four years of free public education is less than what people get now. <laughs> don't people already get an entire, an entire uh, childhood <laughs> free education? So I'm just, I just copied this language from one of the stories. I don't even know what that means. At least four years of free public education is way less than we already have. So I don't know, the news report is just stupid. And uh, all right, so he's going to massively increase uh, education. Now, here's the good part. The good part is that he explicitly says we need this to compete with China. 
So I like that. I like the fact that when the Biden administration is sort of figuring out how to explain what they want to do, that they at least put part of their filter, how, how do you protect in the long run against Chinese dominance? And education certainly would be one of the ways to do that. So I like that part of his argument, even though I'm not sure that's, you know, obviously that's not the whole reason you do it. Um, but who pays for all this stuff? We'd all like everybody to have a free education, if it were free. <laughs> but people like me are going to be paying for it. How much am I going to pay? Well, being uh, in the top tier of people paying taxes, uh, my tax rates, when you add in the California tax rate of 12.3 and the federal of 39.6, and most of the ways that you can avoid taxes will be taken away, uh, my total will be about 52% tax rate. So just my income tax will be about 52%. Then on top of that, as I consume things, I'll pay sales tax, uh, as I pay myself and my corporation, I'll, I'll pay payroll taxes. And, of course, I'm in California, so I'll pay property taxes. So my effective tax rate will be, I don't know, 60%, 65%, something like that. Maybe 65% tax rate. And um, also my capital gains would go to 43%, basically doubling. So this, this basically takes uh, most of the wealth I've accumulated in my life, which happens to be in the stock market, uh, because from the beginning of my career, I, I took any extra money I had and just put it into an index fund. So now my, my net wealth has grown to, you know, let's say, this amount. And Joe Biden, since the only way I could use that money would be to you know, sell the stock, turn it into money, and then spend it, but now he's going to take a gigantic chunk of that. So my net wealth would shrink by, I don't know, 25% or something. <laughs> Somebody says, stop whining, Scott. Give it up. Well, here's... Let me, let me make a, a balanced case for this. In the world of economics, the, the worst thing you can do is change the rules once people have adapted to the rules. When I was born into this country and raised and educated, there were a certain set of rules which said that if you worked really hard, you could make a certain amount of money and you would keep most of it. Now the rules have changed. Hey, you worked hard all your life. You did everything that the country told you to do. Uh, Surprise, you don't get to keep most of it now. You get to keep a small part of what you earned. And not only that, but the money you've already earned in the stock market, it's just sitting there. I thought it was my money. We're going to take it from you. We're going to take about a quarter of it. Now, I also had planned to give away as much money as I could while I'm alive, and I've done a good job of that. So much so that I really wouldn't feel comfortable retiring at the moment because I've given away so much money <laughs> that I kind of have to work to make sure that I can retire in the style in which I'd want to. Now, would I have given away as much money as I have in my lifetime if I knew that when I got to retirement age, a quarter of it would be taken away that I didn't expect? No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I would have done things much differently. What if the Biden tax uh, ideas get in, 
get put into play and my taxes are raised, how will I respond? Well, I will respond like a victim. I won't respond like an American. I won't respond like a team player. I won't respond like a patriot. I will respond like someone who just got fucked. Because I, I, I led my entire life based on a set of rules that you just fucking changed. Now, am I still rich? Yeah. Am I still better off than just about everybody? Yeah. Would that make me happy? Nope. Nope. What do Democrats get wrong every time? What Democrats get wrong every time is human motivation. What is my human motivation if my tax rate collectively is less than half of what I make? Well, I don't like paying taxes, but if the government is taking less than half, I say to myself, ah, okay, you know, it's part of the cost of being a rich person in the country. But as soon as the government takes more than half, and then a lot more than half, I don't feel the same. And so my human motivation just clicked. And it happened this morning. In real time, I can watch, you can watch it happen with me right now. You haven't heard me complain about taxes too much, have you? Not really. And I don't really have much standing to, because if you're rich, you know, nobody cares, right? <laughs> Literally, nobody cares. Nor should they. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not asking for sympathy in any, in any sense whatsoever. I'm simply telling you that human motivation is part of everything. My human motivation just got triggered, and I'm going to do everything I can to deny the United States as much money as I can, legally, right? I'm not going to break any laws. I don't take those kinds of chances. But I'm going to dedicate a huge part of my full effort away from productivity toward keeping the United States from stealing my fucking money that you told me I could keep if I did everything you said. Let me talk to you now, United States. You told me I could keep my fucking money if I stayed out of trouble, worked hard, went to school, did everything right. Now you're changing it. Fuck you. I'm going to keep as much of my money as I can. And by the way, I, uh, I had instructions with my accountants for my entire career that we don't do anything that's even exotic, even if it's legal, right? Of course, I would only do legal things. But I don't do any exotic tax things with tax shelters. I don't have a house in the Virgin Islands to avoid taxes. I don't do any of that. And I intentionally don't do that because I think paying my fair share of taxes is actually not a bad thing. But once it gets over half, half of the money I make, more than half, there's just something in my head that just clicks. And you're watching it in real time. It's happening right now. I am going to make sure this country gets as little of my fucking money as I can because you changed the rules and you screwed me. It's personal, right? It's just personal. So good luck. Good luck getting half of my money now because uh, I have to re- also have to think about retiring. Because if I continue working, I'm getting so little for the amount that I work, it just maybe isn't worth it. I should just retire, lower my, maybe I can lower my tax rate, I don't know if that would work or not, and, and just live out my rest of my days 
creating absolutely fucking nothing. Because you know what? I worked for myself as much as for the country. And now I'm just I'm not interested. You, I've lost interest in funding the country because you didn't play it right. You didn't, you didn't treat me right, Joe Biden, if you get away with this. And so I am calling upon the uh, Republicans to squash this if they can. Now, the problem, of course, is that we're going to run up an amazing debt, and who's going to pay for it? Me, right? So if I stay in this country, it seems that this is the trend, that whatever money I've made over my lifetime will be taken from me in increasing amounts. And now I just, I literally have to look for another country. Now, when I say that, I mean that actually. I mean, I'm literally going to have to spend some time looking into other countries, figuring out the tax situation and what do you do with citizenship and how do I talk Christine into moving to another country. (laughs) But I didn't want to do any of this. I wanted to just pay my 49% tax rate, go to work, do what's good for the country. And you just knocked me right off of that plan. I am off of that plan now. So fuck you, Joe Biden, and all of your fucking thieves for putting me in this situation. Uh, and I know I, I know I don't get any sympathy, nor do I ask for it. All right. Um, and the corporate tax rate's going up, blah, 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 blah. So... Joe Biden, on the positive side, does have a Made in America director. So there's a woman, uh, Celeste Drake, who's going to make sure that uh, that more stuff is made in America, I guess. I don't know exactly what that entails. What exactly does the Made in America director do? Is it just talking to people? Because I don't think there are any laws, are there? Caleb Jones about moving out of America. Oh, there's a YouTube about how to move out of America. You know, the the only reason to stay in America is for the military protection and the natural disaster protection. Because I don't think anybody does better than America in in when when there's trouble. So I would feel safest in America, but you could also live possibly somewhere where you're protected by an American, uh, an American, like, let's say, defense umbrella, but you don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> so I'll just go somewhere where America would protect that country, but I don't have to pay taxes for it. I just get it for free. All right. Um, Ronan Farron. Ronan Farron. Ronan Farrow. Uh, is talking about, uh, there's a story about New York Attorney General, Attorney General, Erica Schneiderman. Um, apparently, Ronan reported in 2018 that uh, Eric Schneiderman had assaulted several women. And today he admitted to slapping another unwanted contact and will have his law license suspended, blah, blah, blah. What? <laughs> what kind of story is this? How often was the attorney general slapping women? Apparently, it was like some kind of a weird... Like, how many, how many people have you ever slapped? Have you ever slapped anybody? I mean, outside of just good, clean fun. And I don't even know what to think about this. Apparently, he has a drinking problem. I think that might be part of it or something. But seriously, how many women have you ever slapped? Yeah, I think zero is the right number, right? At least outside of uh, the bedroom. 
Um, let me tell you something that... Will this get me kicked off of social media? Ooh, I don't know. Want to take a chance? Let's take a chance, see if I get kicked off of social media. Um, I, I save the controversial stuff sometimes for the, the end, because the people who don't really care have already signed off. And uh, I'm going to tell you a story. You ready? And the story has a, a context. I believe that one of the biggest things that women don't know, in the United States anyway, the biggest thing that women don't know is how other women act when there's no woman watching. All right? When a woman is alone with a man, just completely alone, private situation, I don't believe that women act in that situation in any way similar to the way other women think they act in that situation. (laughs) And I believe that men have this unique view into women that even women don't know about. Because women know about themselves, but doesn't everybody think they're a freak? I've never met anybody who didn't think that personally they were a freak. So if a woman acts a certain way, but only in front of one man at a time and nobody else watching, nobody else knows about that. The man does. In fact, men know. I'm watching the comments because I'm seeing people LOL. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> this is, <coughs> I'm seeing all the LOLs going by, and I, don't know, I can't tell if those are men or women saying that. But trust me, women... Trust me, women, you've never met women. (laughs) All of you women who think you know your girlfriends, you know your sister, nope. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) There's a whole other side of women that I'm pretty sure only a man gets to see when they're alone, and that's it. Well, let me tell you this one story to demonstrate it. Um, And I want to couch this very carefully. There's nothing I'm going to say that would uh, promote the activity I'm going to explain. So this is just a story. I'm not recommending it, promoting it, or endorsing it. Just a story. It's a real thing that happened. Years ago, I was working in a corporate office in a big bank, and there was a secretary uh, back when there were secretaries. And the secretary came to work uh, obviously beaten up. Had a black eye, you know, obviously had been in some kind of a bad altercation. Well, of course, the people in the office were concerned, especially the the other women who worked with her, and they finally got her to open up. And she told them that it was her boyfriend. And that her boyfriend had beaten her savagely and wasn't the first time. Apparently, it was a a regular event uh, that he would just beat her up. And I'm talking about black eye type of beating up, you know, serious stuff. Well, uh, we collectively, the people who worked with her, were very concerned and, uh, you know, worked with her as much as we could and and got her finally to break up with the boyfriend. Finally. So she broke up with the boyfriend. Good news. Well, a little time goes by. She's single. I'm single. We start hanging out. Things progress, as things do for single people. We end up back at her place. Things start happening. She says, hit me. 
I say, what? She says, hit me. I go, what do you mean, hit you? You mean, like, slap you? She goes, no. Hit me with your fist. I said, you're kidding, right? She goes, no. Hit me. Punch me. And I said, you don't mean that. You don't mean, like, punch you as hard as I can, like a, like a man punches somebody to fight, do you? And she said, yes. Yes. Hurt me. Like, basically beat me up. Now, of course, I did not. <laughs> yeah, of course, I did not. But, ladies, did she tell you that story? Is that the story you heard? Because it wasn't the story anybody else in the office heard. Not one of her girlfriends, who knew her really well, ever heard that story, did they? Now, men, men in the comments, this is where it's going to get dangerous. How many times have you been in that situation? Now, not necessarily punch, but how many times have you been in a situation where the woman asked repeatedly and specifically to be rough? Just looking at your comments. <laughs> Somebody says, once, uh, yep. Uh, was, she, was she blonde? <laughs> I don't know why you're asking that. Uh, I've been seeing nevers. I've seen once. I'm seeing uh, yes, no, uh, me, never, not me, at least twice. Uh, never, yep, at least one time. Did, yep, zero, nope. Yes, never, nope. Uh, five or six times, uh, choking, yes. Girl said, you better bruise me. Wanted bruises. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've had the request a few times, people are saying. Considered a free pass, okay. That's uh, slapping, yes. No, no, no. Just choking and spanking. <laughs> Run. Uh, a lot of spanking. Right, okay. So... There you have it. Um, I don't know what the percentages were, but you saw that there were a healthy dollop of people who have had some kind of similar experience. Now, let me say again, I'm not recommending it. I'm not endorsing it. Nothing like that. I'm just saying there's this whole world that's invisible to women. You know, the individual woman always knows what they're doing, but women don't know what those individuals are doing when they're behind closed doors. And it's probably not what you think. Um, (laughs) Somebody says, boy, I must really travel in different circles. Well, I do think there's a personality filter that happens here. Um, There's a certain type of guy that a woman is not going to ask to do that. Would you agree? You know, if if you have, I don't want to get into, you know, beta and alpha, but just for the point of the uh, conversation, I do think that there's a certain segment of the population that no woman is going to ask to do that. And there's another type of guy that probably w- they're, they're in the room because they think he might do that. I mean, so, so I would say that it makes perfect sense that if your entire uh, personality screams, I would never get into that, nobody's ever going to bring it up. But if there's something about you that looks a little dangerous, you're probably going to hear it. That would be my guess. All right. Um, Yeah, somebody's saying that shades of 
Gray, that book sold a lot of copies. So clearly there's something out there. But stay safe. Don't hit anybody. That would be my uh, advice to you. Tomorrow, CNN will run the headline. Uh, Dilbert cartoonists. Well, you know how that's going to go, right? <laughs> All right? There's a terrible comment in the comments here, uh, but I'm not going to read it. All right, that's all I got for now. Um, God, I hope, I hope Joe Biden's address gives us some red meat other than making me want to leave the country. Uh, I really, really hope it does. All right, that's all for now. I'll talk to you later.